0: hello uh welcome to this the eleventh in my series of short introductions to the ideas of Marx and Marxism. Uh, in this talk I'm going to discuss Marx's theory of the state. Uh, now in Marx's theory of history, historical materialism which I outlined in uh, the sixth and seventh of the uh, of these videos, um, Marx divides society into Uh, its economic base or foundation uh, and a political, ideological superstructure that arises on that base. Uh, Marx argued that the uh, economic foundation conditions and shapes the nature of that political, ideological superstructure. Now, the main institution and the most important institution uh, uh, of that superstructure Is what is known as the state. By the state uh, is meant uh, an institution or rather network of institutions uh, which stands over and above society and claims general authority over it. Um, Institutions which in the modern world are the armed forces, uh, the uh, police, the judiciary, the Senior civil servants, the state bureaucracies, uh, uh, and so on, sometimes capped by a, a, a president or a, a, a monarch. Uh, now, states they ba- have based in the past, have based that claim to general authority over society uh, on, you know, divine right or God in some form or another. But in the modern world, they are. Uh, pretty generally base it on the claim that they represent the people as a whole. States have been based on cities, uh, uh, on empires, on dynasties and so on, but again in the modern world they're invariably nation-states and what they say is that the state embodies the interests uh, of the nation and all its citizens. That it is um, neutral or independent of Uh, politics and um, class interests or other sectional interests. It represents the interests of the people, the nation as a whole. Now, the starting point of Marx's theory of the state is a rejection uh, of this claim. Uh, Its starting point is that far from representing the people as a whole, the state and its institutions actually represent the interests of the dominant economic class in society, and they exist to defend the interests of that, they exist to defend the interests of that class and to defend the system uh, on which uh, that class uh, depends. So that in, you know, the state of ancient Rome represented not all the Roman or Italian people, but the interests of the patricians uh, the slave owners within, uh, within that society, within that empire. Uh, the medieval state uh, represented not uh, the uh, peasants and the serfs and all the people, but the interests of the feudal aristocracy, of which the heads of the church were also an important ele- uh, element. The modern state, in contrast, is the state of the capitalist class, class which dominates in modern society. As Marx put it in the Communist Manifesto, the executive of the modern state is but a committee for managing the common affairs of the whole bourgeoisie. Or as Engels put it in Socialism, Utopian and Scientific, the modern state, whatever its form, is an essentially capitalist machine, the state of the capitalists. Now it's worth saying two things about this. First, how it works, what makes the capitalist state a state of the capitalist. And this, this operates through a number of mechanisms. It operates socially, in that uh, the large majority of people who occupy senior positions within the state apparatuses uh, are drawn from the same social background, uh, and the same social class, as the capitalists themselves. They go to similar schools similar universities, mixing similar clubs and so on. They are socially part of the capitalist class. Secondly, it works economically in that their positions are sufficiently well remunerated, sufficiently highly paid to enable them to have shares, to own property and so on, to develop a vested interest in the capitalist system. Thirdly, it works ideologically in that You do not rise to a position of a a high court judge, or the head, uh, 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 a police chief, or a general, or to these sort of senior civil servant. You don't rise to these key positions unless you ideologically share the assumptions of capitalism. You don't get there, you get, say, you get you didn't get promoted into that position if you didn't have sound views. And sound views means that you accept and defend um, capitalism. It also works structurally in that the institutions of the state are locked in by a multitude of ties and structures to the operation of the capitalist economy. It's their prime function is to ensure that, that economy operates smoothly, which means to the benefit of the, uh, of, of the capitalists. Next point is to note how radical this is. In fact, within uh, Bond society, a kind of halo is cast over the state. It's a scandal or an outrage to say these things in normal politics. You know, if you criticise judges or you criticise generals or the army or you criticise the police, this is an outrage. This is not allowed. And all, or virtually all, what, might be called respectable politicians, legitimate politicians, politicians who are part of the mainstream accept this. It accept it as a rule of public discourse, just like there would be certain words you shouldn't say or you shouldn't swear in public and so on. They accept that, that you don't criticize the police, the armed forces, the generals, the judges and so on. But in, uh, in, in fact, Marx was even more radical than this. Uh, he went even further. On the basis of the experience of the Paris Commune in uh, 1871, when the workers of Paris rose up and took control of the city and held it for 74 days, Marx argued that this showed that the working class can't actually take over the existing state. He wrote, The working class cannot simply lay hold of the ready-made state machinery and wield it for its own purposes. Uh, and he added that as an amendment to the Communist Manifesto. Instead, he argued, it was necessary for the working class to dismantle or smash the existing state and create a new state of its own, which would be based on different principles, based on a different class and operating in a different way. This new state in particular would operate on a principle of recallability of delegates who were elected to to positions, recallable... uh, by the workplaces or associations that elected them and that all state representatives will be paid the average wage of a worker so they wouldn't become uh, privileged and separate. Um, again, look how radical this is. This is actually a criticism of the overwhelmingly dominant strategy pursued by so-called socialist and social democratic parties, Labour parties and so on uh, uh, internationally, even up to and including someone like Jeremy Corbyn and Corbyn's Labour Party. Their strategy was always that you would, through elections, take over the existing state machine and be able to get it to operate um, as you choose, to use it to implement socialist policies and so on. Marx says that's not realistic, that's not going to happen. Now, I think when you look at the actual institutions of the, uh, of the modern state, concretely, when you examine the American police, the Metropolitan Police, the in Ireland, you look at the actual judges, the secret um, services that make up the deep state, You know the MI5s, MI6s, special branches, uh, and so, on. When you look at these institutions, you can see that they couldn't be taken over and made to work in, working, in the interests uh, of the working class. Uh, they would need to be precisely, as Marx said, dismantled, defeated. Worth saying that this aspect of Marxist thought was lost for a long period of time. It was glossed over precisely by the kind of social democrats I was talking about. Uh, And it was to the credit of Lenin in his great book, The State and Revolution, that this whole Marxist theory of the state was uh, reconstructed and brought to to the fore. Um, Final points I want to make are that um, the alternative proposed by Marx and by Lenin uh, for a worker state or the dictatorship of the proletariat, as they called it, uh was to be uh, actually far more democratic than the existing state farm involve far more con- democratic control of state representatives by the mass of working-class people far more involvement of working-class people in it uh, and beyond that it was also considered by them to be just a transitional arrangement the fact that the n- class the fact that the state as an institution arose with the division of society into classes and was part of that what meant, said Marx, uh, that uh, when you overcame the division of society into classes, um, when you achieved a final classless society, uh, that the state would wither away. As in a way, the anarchists uh, uh, imagine in that in that sense, there's not a difference between Marxism and anarchism as to the final goal. The difference is that uh, uh, Marx argued that you couldn't move directly to that; you first had to abolish classes, class division. There had to be a transitional period before the state could wither away. So, in conclusion, Marxist theory of the state is extremely radical, extremely militant, extremely revolutionary, but also thoroughly democratic. At and liberatory. Thank you.